The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... world of a child, all diagonal squiggles of shimmering color, the effervescence of cascading balloons, mint candy sticks and sugar trees, gingerbread houses, and yellow brick roads, or something dark and terrifying, because the logic of a young mind has no moral strictures yet to shape it. That's what this story is all about, which is which. Yes, Mr. Charles. I heard you. I knew you wouldn't leave me. Mr. Charles? What does the child mean, Ellen? It's the name she's taken to call on her grandfather. Oh, Lord, take us. She's talking to the corpse. Of course I won't cry anymore now. I promise, Mr. Charles. Yes? I understand. drama, The Providential Ghost, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Beatrice Strait. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule, and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Silver Birch Hill is the kind of exclusive community you will find within a comfortable limousine ride of any large American city. Very private people who want to be hermetically sealed in a private world. Huge estates, accumulated wealth, frozen attitudes about life that go back generations. Great for the people who like to think they're the only people, but not so wonderful for little girls of ten, full of curiosity and excitement about life. Like Felicity Depew Miller, who may never know how lucky she is that she has Ellen Gardner in her life. And, of course, that lovable old recalcitrant grandfather of hers, whom she calls Mr. Charles. What's he saying, Mr. Charles? <laughs> I should think he's saying, thank you for the peanuts. And isn't it a lovely day since you came along, Felicity? There you go again. Don't call me that. Read <laughs> your name. And I hate it. It's a nice name. It means happiness, joy, good luck. Just the same, I hate it. The way you don't like me to call you Grandpa, or like that. Well, Grandpa and Grandfather makes me sound old and creaky and falling apart. Which you're not. And Felicity makes me feel the same way, which I'm not. <laughs> so you promise to call me Flasher. Uh, yes, I'm your Mr. Charles. Right on. Hmm? That's the thing they say now. Right on. Oh, what's it mean exactly? I don't know. But if you say it, it means you're not no pope, like Aunt Sissy or Aunt Jane. <laughs> well, I don't know how I ever fathered them, but there they are. 
All right, Lysha. That's better. Mm. <gasps> See, even the elephant agrees. <laughs> well, animals are smarter and and nicer than people, especially elephants. Right on, Mr. Charles. <laughs> you made your point. But why Charles when my name is Henry? That's only one of your names. I saw all the others in the big family Bible. Oh, good Lord. Forget those. Still, why Charles? Because Mr. Charles is my panda. Yes, yes, of course. See, Mr. Charles is my very favorite person in all the world. So, that's why when we didn't want to say Grandpa for those other things... I decided you were my real Mr. Charles. Uh, I'm very flattered. <laughs> what should we do next? Hmm? You want foam candy or, or ice cream? You know what I really want, that, <laughs> Mr. Charles? No. What? I don't really want to go home. Because it isn't like a, a home now. Uh, it's a big, gloomy old barn. I've got to admit that, but still. I liked it enough when Mom and Pop... But but after they, they they went away, there was just you. Well, now there are your aunts. I hate my aunts. I hate them. Well, dear me. <clears throat> I don't know I altogether blame you, but you do have Ellen and me. I know. And I love you both. It's just I... You what, dear? I, I just don't want to go back to Lakeview House. But that's your home. Not since Mom and Pop. Aunt Sissy and Aunt Jane say I have to say went away. That isn't how it was. They died. They were drowned. Come, 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 Nasha. Let's not think about that. Hmm? We're out for a nice day at the zoo. Mr. Charles, what's wrong? Nothing, little one. Not a thing. That won't do at all. I'll just take a a magic pill. <laughs> You'll see. I'll look all ready again. I'm scared, Mr. Charles. Oh, whatever for. If you ever went away like Pop and Pop, I, I don't know what I'd do to be safe. Safe? Just you and Ellen. That's all that keeps me safe. And if you weren't here, maybe Ellen wouldn't. Wouldn't what? Wouldn't be here. So you see, you just can't leave me. Uh, I promise you, I never will. Elliot, keep quiet, Henry. No, I'm on your damn diet. No booze, no cigarettes, nothing but pap to eat. I can't dilate my arteries just to please you. And call me Charles. Charles? What for? It's the only name that means anything to me. It's what my granddaughter wants to call me. And I like it. Okay, Charles, if you want it. How long... How long can I live? How the devil can I answer a silly question like that? I can't die, Elliot. It's... It's Lysha. Lysha? My granddaughter. Oh, Libby's child, Felicity. It's a whole new deal. I'm Charles and she's Lysha. Huh? Whatever you say, uh, Charles. Uh, I'm going to ask that question again. How long? Okay. 
the general condition you're in right now, you ought to be in a hospital. You could have another heart attack any day. And the next one's pretty sure to be the last. Well? Well, I have to last long enough to make sure Lysha grows up safe. What are you so worried about Lysha for? She has your housekeeper and your other daughters to bring her up. Oh, Ellen is fine, fine. But Sissy and Jane are something else again. Well, what's the matter with them? They're fine church-going women who would... Who have forgotten, if they ever knew, how to be a child. They're sour as buttermilk. You're too hard on them. Well, maybe. But in turn, I find them too hard on Lysha. If she were left alone with them... Well, as I say, I'll... I'll just have to make sure she isn't. Oh, it really is too bad, Sissy. Missing lunch. Another tea is getting cold. Well, why don't we just pour it, Jane? I think we will. Where do you suppose he is? I don't know. But didn't he have an appointment with Dr. Farnsworth? Oh, that was before lunch. Oh, you don't suppose... Oh, nonsense. If anything had happened, of course, we would have been notified by now. Well... Just the same, he isn't well. Oh, this isn't his physical health I'm beginning to be concerned about. I, I think he's held out surprisingly well after the last attack. It certainly has surprised me. I thought he'd be gone within a month after Libby. Oh, don't. Don't remind me about her. That's all over and done with, sister. <laughs> she was my sister. And mine. Now, let's put Libby out of our mind. She's gone forever. Our concern now is with Father. What worries me is that he's slipping in his mind. Papa? Yes. All those silly things like changing Felicity's name and allowing her to call him by the name of one of her animals, Mr. Charles, indeed. Well, you know how he is about her. <laughs> yes, indeed. A child can wind him about her little finger, just like her mother. Well, Ellen spoils her, too. Yes. Believe me, when Father dies, she will be the next one to go. Felicity needs a firm hand and plenty of control, which I intend to see that she gets, for everyone's sake. Oh, you intend to see gets what, Jane? Father, I didn't hear you come in. Well, I'm like the fog. I creep in on little cat feet. Do you, do you feel all right? Oh, don't look at me as though I'd flip my wig. The modern expression which means gone out of my mind. Oh, maybe you'd like a little tea, Papa. Good Lord, no. Maybe I'll have a drink instead. Now, you know you're not supposed to drink. Mm. Or have any fun at all, eh, Jane? Well, you know my philosophy. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we may die. <laughs> at least I can be merry anyway. Where's Lasha? She's been sent to her room and told to go to bed without supper. Why? Now, you know how often I've spoken to her about tracking mud into the house. Well, she did it again today, and when I scolded her, she was unruly and impolite. And she said it didn't matter what I said, that Mr. Charles was the only one who mattered, and he wouldn't punish her. She really is very rebellious, Papa. Well, you can hardly blame her when she gets so little understanding from either of you. I knew it. Taking her part immediately. It's just like Libby all over again. My will be enough. I don't want to hear any more. I'm going upstairs to Lysha. I suppose you're going to countermand my orders. She has to get a little love from somebody in the family. I didn't mean to dirty up the old carpet. Oh, dear, 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 baby. I was just hurrying home to see you, Mr. Charles. Why did she have to be so 
you, you don't want to be too hard on Auntie Jane. Yes, I do, because I hate her. Just the way she hates me and she used to hate Mommy. She's the one who should be just like Mommy and Daddy. I wish she was dead. Dead. Oh, honey, honey, that's no way to talk. I have to. Don't you see, Mr. Charles, if you ever, ever went away like Mommy, then no, no. she'd want to get rid of me. And I'm busy, too, because she does whatever I Don't you worry, Nisha, don't you worry. Even if I had to go away, you trust me to make sure that somehow Mr. Charles would be around to protect you. How can he promise to be around to protect her? And does Lysha need protection, really? Is what she says true of two strict old ladies, or does she fantasize them as witches? A simple enough situation, perhaps, but as you will see, far from it. As the fuse of Mr. Charles' life burns down to the powder keg of buried emotion. I shall return shortly with Act Two. has been left temporarily to the comforting arms of Ellen, the housekeeper. Mr. Charles sits momentarily exhausted in his great armchair while the pain of the angina recedes from his left arm to a still dull ache in his chest. Another nitroglycerin tablet eases it enough for him to make a phone call for Dr. Farnsworth and now a second call to his lawyer, Mr. Corkley. Arthur, Henry Poindexter. I'm sorry if I'm interrupting your dinner, but this is an emergency. Well, don't ask. Just listen. Did you prepare that codicil for my will? Good. Well, I want you to get it over here to me as fast as you can. I said just listen, damn it. Bring someone, Cora or your secretary, I don't care, as a witness. No, no, no. Dr. Farnsworth will be here, and he can be the other. For obvious reasons, not my daughter's or Ellen. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm waiting to make sure of that right now. Uh, please come. It, it, it's an emergency. Uh, just a minute. Who is it? It's Ellen, Mr. Poindexter. Uh, that's Ellen now, Arthur. I'll, I'll see you in a, in a hurry. Come in, Ellen. Close the door and, and come in and sit beside me. Oh, Mr. Poindexter, are you all right? No, Ellen, I'm afraid I'm not. No, 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 no. The doctor's on his way. Let him see what he can do for this heart of mine. I need you to set my mind at rest. Anything I can do, sir, you know that. First, how is Lysha? She's asleep or I wouldn't have left her. I, I got her calmed down some. Mostly it was sheer emotional exhaustion. She's high-strung, like her mother. Well, it, it's that mind of hers. You know, it gives me a start sometimes how grown up she is for ten years old. Um, I want you to do something for me. If it's in my power. I want you to be Elisha's legal guardian. She's my sole heir. Oh, 
But what would I have to do? Be responsible for Lysha till she's of age or till she gets married. You mean almost like like I was her mother? I mean, I hope exactly like. What about Miss Jane and Miss Sissy? Oh, they'll, they'll be well provided for. And they can always make their home here. I want to, Mr. Poindexter, but... Sure, I don't know what Dennis would have to say. Yeah? Dennis? Oh, he's my... My intended light. Oh. oh, we've been going together ever since... Well, for, for about a year now. We're going to be married in a couple of years when he retires from the force. The force? Oh, he's with the police. Plain clothes. Oh, you might remember him when he was here in connection with... Oh. When, when Miss... Libby and Mr. George had their accident. Uh, uh, Sergeant Dennis Mullaney. Uh, yes, I think I do. Well, why can't you be married, Ellen? Maybe you could take Lysha to live with you. There'd be plenty of money. Oh, it isn't that. It's... Uh, that'll be the doctor or my lawyer. One or the other had better get here soon. I'll go and get the door. No, no. It's someone else. Ellen, I, I have nowhere else to turn. I'm going to name you anyway. No. Mr. Charles, oh, Granddaddy, Mr. Charles. I was so scared you'd gone away and left me. Oh, no, no, no. Now, little one, you know I promised you Mr. Charles would always be around. But you have that paper evil again. My father's right inside, Dr. Conqueror. I have well, no idea. Thank you, Miss Poindexter. Uh, hello, Ellen. Lysha. Henry? Uh... Now, I want all the rest of you out of here, pronto. No, no, don't take him away. Oh, come along, dear. Let the doctor help him. Don't leave me alone with them. Now, Lysha, that's quite enough. If you leave me alone with them, they'll kill me, Mr. Charles. Felicity. <sighs> Looks as though I may have another patient. Uh, but you first, Henry. <laughs> don't worry, Elliot. I won't be leaving this veil of tears... Yet, oh, not until I've signed my will, anyway. Good night. Thank you all for coming to pay your respects. Thank you. The funeral will be tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock, at St. Andrew's Cathedral. Thank heavens. I hope that's the last of them, Helen. Mr. Poindexter had so many friends. Yes. My father was somebody. But what are you doing downstairs? Why aren't you up with Miss Felicity? Well, I, I was looking for her. I was out of the room a moment and she disappeared on now, me. Now, look, you were told to stay with her. Mr. Courtley is waiting in the library for the reading of the will. Go and ask Miss Sissy to come down there and then find Felicity and see she stays put. Yes, ma'am. I'll take care of it. And I'll take care of you, Ellen. Just as soon as the funeral is over, out you go. Oh, good afternoon, Mr. Courtley. Miss Poindexter. My sister will be right down, and we can get this ridiculous formality over with. I think under the circumstances that Miss Gardner and Lysha should be here, too. Who? Well, I mean Felicity and Ellen. Under what circumstances? They are both uh, principals. Ellen, my father made her a legatee. Not precisely, but she must be here. I don't understand, but 
But I see no reason for a child of ten to be involved. Well, since Felicity is a minor and her interests will be represented, uh, perhaps we can dispense with her. From your attitude, perhaps you'd like to dispense with me and my sister also. I think at least one of you should be here. Absolutely inexcusable. I can't believe what I've heard. To be left practically unwelcome guests in our own house? At the whim of our former housekeeper? You know, as far as I'm concerned, you're more than welcome. Oh, thank you for your generosity. But will we be received with joyful open arms by our niece? Oh, sure you will, ma'am. Now, you give me the chance. I'll bring her around. You, you can't be seriously considering fostering this madness, accepting the terms of this will. He must have been out of his mind. I assure you he was not. In no sense. I have affidavits from Dr. Farnsworth and two psychiatrists your father insisted on having examined him uh, the day before this will was signed and witnessed. You mean there's nothing I can do about this? In my legal and personal opinion, not a thing. That's something which we shall see about. Well, Ellen, it looks as though you're going to have a rocky time. If there's any way I can help... Oh, I'll manage. And I'll have to talk to you later, Mr. Cortley. Right at the moment, if you'll excuse me. It's Lysha I'm worried about. I, I don't know where she's got to, and she's that upset I've got to find her. I'll walk out with you. You know, this is a tremendous responsibility that's been thrust on you. I think if you have a lawyer or some friend that's close, perhaps you ought to talk it over with... I will, but wait a minute. Yes, Mr. Charles. I hear you. I knew you wouldn't leave me. Mr. Charles. It's what she's taken to call on her grandfather. Oh, the Lord take us. She's in talking to the corpse. Of course I won't cry anymore. Now I... I promise. Yes. I understand. What? Oh, I see. Well, goodbye for now. Lysha. Child, what are you doing in here? Just talking to Mr. Charles. Oh, now, come away, dear. This is no place for a little girl. It's all right. I don't have to cry anymore now. What do you mean, now? I mean, now that I know Mr. Charles hasn't really gone away. He just talked to me and told me I shouldn't be afraid. Would you excuse me, please? I have to go upstairs to my room. And think about all the things he told me. Is that child all right? I don't know. The three people she loved most in the world, taken away from her in less than a year. I'm not wise enough to know what that might do to the mind of a child, especially one as sensitive as her. What is it, Dennis? You're not eating your dinner. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just, there's so much on my mind. Well, I thought we were after settling that. I mean, you being guardian and all, I told you it's all right with me. I know, Denny. It's sweet you were about it, too. Isn't that worrying me for the moment? Well, what then, sweetie? Well, I, I don't even know if I should be away from her tonight. Well, sure, it's your regular day off, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes, but... I don't know if I should have left Lysha alone. Yes, Mr. Charles. I understand. Well, 
do just what you tell me. Yes? I know just where to get it. And do what? Oh, sure, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Just like magicians do. But what about Auntie Jane? Okay, just like you say. One thing at a time. Goodbye, Mr. Charles. I love you, too. chocolate I promised you before you went to bed. Thank you, Aunt Sissy. Did you bring one for yourself, too? Oh, yes. We can have a little party. There, now, that's yours. And I'll put mine on the table beside it. I don't really like chocolate all that much. Oh, now, you have to drink it. Could you get Mr. Charles for me? Mr. Charles? Oh, oh, I didn't mean Grandfather. He's passed on now. I mean the other Mr. Charles. I left him in the bathroom. Oh, oh, of course, dear. Your big woolly panda. I'll get him right away. Only he's not. I'm talking to you, Mr. Charles. My real Mr. Charles. I'm doing what you said now. There we are. Mr. Charles in person. You suppose he'd like some nice hot chocolate, too? He doesn't like it much either. Oh, well, then let's just show him how good it is. Hey, you drink it all down, dear. I, I made it especially for you. You drink all yours, and I'll drink all mine. It's a deal. Well, Sissy, did you have your chocolate with Felicity? Yes. How does it go? Well, I can't believe it. It's no problem at all. I'm so relieved. I'm glad Evelyn's night out gave us the chance. Maybe we're getting somewhere with Felicity after all. Wouldn't that be nice? It would solve everything. Evelyn! Evelyn, for God's sake, Evelyn! Yes, yes, well, what is it, Miss Jane? It's Sissy, it's my sister. Call Dr. Farnsworth. At six in the morning. I don't care if it's the middle of the night. Get him here, get the hospital, get someone. I think she's dead. Now, what is going on at Lakeview House? What hallucinations can a child of ten have? How real and sharp can they be? How terrible might their power of suggestion be? If Mr. Charles is a real ghost, or only a figment of the imagination, could a child be responsible for someone's death? I'll return shortly with Act Three. bedroom, Sissy Poindexter lies dead. Lysha has been mercifully packed off to school as usual to protect her, however briefly, from this new shock. And among the unexpected visitors at the house are Sergeant Dennis Mullane and, of course, Dr. Farnsworth. Well, Doctor? No question, Miss Jane, as to the cause of death. Cardiac failure. But that's impossible. It's been a long time since I examined either of you. I think perhaps I should do an autopsy, if you'll give me permission. No. Why not? I will not have the body of my sister desecrated. 
It might help to know why she had cardiac failure. How? Will it bring her back? No. No, let well enough alone, Dr. Farnsworth. This family has a curse on it. Leave us to handle it in our own way. Now, uh, why do you suppose she's all that vehement about it? Who are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Sergeant Dennis Mullane. You'll remember we met on the sad occasion of the drowning of Miss Poindexter's young sister, little Elijah's mother, and her father. And that Ellen and me are engaged to be married. Mm, of course, yes. What are you doing here today? Well, like I say, Ellen and I are engaged, so naturally I had a particular interest. And then again... Are you hinting at anything? I don't know. Why should you want an autopsy? I can give you the same answer. I don't know, for sure. Are you going to issue a death certificate without one? I reckon. No real reason why I shouldn't. Could you hold it off till tomorrow? I don't know if I want to. Why should I? Well, let's be frank, Doctor. For whatever our own reasons, we both think there's more here than meets the eye. I need a little time to trace a couple of things. I'm going to sign the death certificate. Heart failure. It happens even as early as 50. You got any more to say? Yeah. Let it go till tomorrow. You can sign it then. There's nothing to lose. But you're not like yourself at all, Denny. I, I don't know why you have to ask all these questions. Sure, it's only to protect us all. So what about that bottle? Well, it was only a prescription the doctor gave to be filled for Mr. Poindexter. Was it digitalis? Well, something like that. Uh, just before he died, he'd gotten a whole new bottle of pills? Yes, I, I picked them up myself. Mm, and after he died, was the bottle still there? Of course. When I cleaned up his room, I put it in the drawer by the bed. Is it there now? I suppose. Well, it's not. It's here. You took it from the drawer. I did not. I found it in the pocket of Miss Cicely Poindexter's dressing gown. Well, what would it be doing there? Well, now, that's what I asked myself, since it's empty. Did you know that digitalis in an overdose is a fatal poison for anyone, heart case or no? No. And didn't you tell me that Miss Sissy and the little girl had chocolate together last night? Didn't she tell you that? Yes. The pills would dissolve very easily in a hot drink. And they'd have no taste. Not in chocolate, anyway. But sweet Mary herself, what are you trying to say? That Lysha might have had something to do with it? A childless hen? I, I'll not believe such a thing of my little Lysha. Oh, I don't want to either, Ellen. Miss Sissy didn't die of natural causes. And before any of us can be really happy and free again, we're going to have to pin down just how she did die. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to go right out on a limb the way I should have a year ago. I'm going to get enough equipment to drag the lake. Yes, Mr. Charles. I understand. Worried. I guess if it hadn't been Aunt Sissy, it might have been me. But who should I tell? Okie Smokey, I'll just hang tight till you get back to me. 
there you are, Felicity, dear. I was looking for you. What for? Why, Ellen has to drive in and do some shopping, and she thought perhaps you'd like to ride with her. That's funny. What is, dear? Ellen just told me she was going to have a bit of a lie-down. A what? A lie-down. That's what she says when she means a nap. Oh, <laughs> well, she's changed her mind. She's down in the car in the small garage. She was just starting it up, and I was telling her some last-minute things, and all of a sudden she thought you might like to go along. Oh, I would. Well, then let's go down to her. I have something else to arrange. Is it just to pull this farm? Oh, no. You'll be going further than that. Quite a long way, in fact. I don't care. I don't care if we never get back. Such a nice thing to say, Felicity. And you know something? What? Neither do I. She shouldn't let the car run with the garage door closed. At school, in safety first, they told us it's dangerous. There's a gas that could kill a person. Why? The things they teach you at school nowadays. But they're perfectly correct, Felicity. It's exactly what it's going to do. You push me. You say my name. Don't worry. Soon it won't hurt at all. Nothing will hurt you anymore, Felicity. Going somewhere, Ellen? Oh, Miss Poindexter. Well, yes, I, I just wanted to see if Lysha was all right. You won't have to worry about Felicity or Lysha, as you call her, anymore. What do you mean? I, I'd better go to her. I know. It's too soon. <gasps> That's a pistol. That's just what it is. And pointed at you, Ellen. Oh, what for? Oh, don't be alarmed. As long as you do, as you're told. You see, you're not mistress of this house. No matter what the will said, I am. So back up. Into the room. And sit down. I don't understand. And while we're waiting, I'll try to make it all quite clear. Make, make what clear? What we're waiting for, of course. Miss Jane, you really... Quite still. And don't think I'll be afraid to shoot. I have before, you know, when I killed Felicity's mother, Libby, with this gun. And her weakling of a husband. Oh, killed them? But, but they were drowned in an accident. Yes, that's what everyone thought. Just as I told Sissy we could make them think. You remember that day, don't you? I'll never forget it. I was away with Lysha at dancing school when we heard. Quite right. Father was in bed with his first heart attack. And I just found out about his will. Oh, it didn't surprise me that Libby was to get almost everything. She was always the favorite. From the time she was a baby, Libby was the center of everything. Libby always came first. Oh, Miss Jane, don't do this to yourself. Don't. Shut up. Now, you listen to me if no one else will. When it came to the point... <laughs> I couldn't stand it anymore. It was all so easy. <laughs> two shots. George and Libby even had the sails up. Two shots. Two shots was all I needed. It was to help stay off. And the wind was blowing offshore, away from the house. I locked them in the cabin. I lashed the teller and shoved them off. There was a nice quartering wind to carry them on a reach straight out to the middle of the lake. Where they sank without a trace. Because before I shoved them off, I'd taken care to remove the bilge drain plug. Her gunners were awash within a quarter of a mile, and she went down like a stone to bury both and them under 30 feet of mud and silt on the bottom of the lake. <laughs> a perfect murder. Oh, dear Lord. But it was all for nothing. <laughs> Felicity just took Libby's place in father's love. So, when the will cut us out again... She had to go. You tried to 
to do away with... Yes. Oh, it should have been so simple. All the rest of Father's pills and a cup of chocolate. Oh, but I should never have allowed Sissy to handle it. She's always bungled everything, clumsy little fool. She must have mixed up the cups. And it, and it wasn't a heart attack, you... Where's Lysha now? Well, what have you done to her? I haven't done anything. Carbon monoxide will do that for me. I don't understand. She's locked in your little garage. The connecting door to the house needs a key. The overhead door is far too heavy for her to lift. And the car is running. Mother of God, don't look so stricken, Ellen. It's a very gentle way to die.
justice? Certainly. Probably there was no other way Jane Poindexter could have been brought to book. There was small chance of Libby and the boat ever being found. And what proof was there that the digitalis had ever been in the cocoa cup since Sissy was careful to wash them both out? As for the rest, it would only have been Ellen's word against Jane, which leaves only a couple of questions that I'll try to answer when I return. What happens to you at ten can color your life, but a child also has amazing recuperative powers and the capacity to forget. Growing up as Dennis and Ellen's child, for they adopted her as soon as they were married, there were too many sunny days in Lysha's life for any dark corners to remain. One thing she never did forget, and that was her beloved Mr. Charles. As for Mr. Charles, was he only an echo of the common sense he had taught his granddaughter? Or was he a real and most providential ghost? included Beatrice Strait, Hetty Galen, Bryna Rayburn, Court Benson, and Gilbert Mack. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. I would have to make an investment. Would it be a wise investment? Yes, I think so. Why don't you do it? I can't. I don't have the money. Paul, is it a lot of money? Well, it is to me. I don't have it. Darling... We will have lunch together tomorrow. How much money? Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand? Well, it's a it's for an initial startup expense. Oh, I have ten thousand dollars. Oh no, I wouldn't touch your money. My money, Paul. There's nothing I own that that isn't yours. But I couldn't. You're not used to sharing with another person either. But I could lose this money. Pick me up for breakfast. And we'll go to the bank. But... I don't want to hear another word. Just tell me you love me. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>